Welcome to Park Ave Baptist Church Podcast. A weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon. I'm Himra Chanel, pastor of community engagement and stewardship. And I'm Darcy Jarrett, pastor of worship, advocacy, and arts. Park Ave is a bold, inclusive, and creative community where everyone is welcome. We uplift voices and identities that are marginalized elsewhere. We affirm all ethnicities, racial identities, ages, socioeconomic groups, gender identities, and sexual orientations. Because we hold to a theology that refuses to other anyone. At Park Ave, our leadership model is non-hierarchical. And we practice an open pulpit where you will hear a multiplicity of theologically trained voices from different backgrounds and social locations. We don't just preach and talk about deconstructing systems and structures of power. We We practice practice it. Through this podcast, we hope you will be inspired, encouraged, and challenged. Listen Listen with with us now. Park Avenue Baptist Church, in response to COVID-19, has suspended in-person worship, but that can't stop us. What you'll hear on this podcast is a recording of our online worship, which happens each Sunday at 10 a.m. Join us through our Facebook, at Park Ave Baptist, or our Instagram, at Park Ave Baptist. We hope that you stay safe in these difficult times. We'll have a reading from Miles, um, Ezekiel 37, verse 1 through 10. A reading from the book of Ezekiel. God's power overcame me, and while I was in the spirit, God led me out and set me down in the middle of a certain valley. It was full of bones. God led me through them all around, and I saw that there were a great many of them on the valley floor, and they were very dry. God asked me, human one, can these bones live again? I said, only you know. God said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, dry bones, Hear God's word. God proclaims to these bones, I am about to put breath in you, and you will live again. I will put sinews on you, place flesh on you, and cover you with skin. When I put breath in you and you come to life, you will know that I am God. I prophesied just as I was commanded. There was a great noise, and as I was prophesying, then a great quaking, And then the bones came together, bone by bone. When I looked, suddenly there were sinews on them. The flesh appeared, and then they were covered with skin. But there was no breath in them. Then God said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, human one, say to the breath. God proclaims, come from the four winds, breathe. Breathe into these dead bodies and let them live. I prophesied just as God commanded me. When the breath entered them, they came to life and stood to their feet, an extraordinarily large company. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good morning. So I have my crew here. And um, uh, Pastor Allen is going to be talking about catching your breath, remembering to breathe this morning. So we have a book uh, that we found called Catch My Breath. And we have 
the little one here, Miss Callie Blue, that's going to be reading for us this morning. Um, you like to say hey? Hey. Yeah, hey. Uh, so let's read. Um, catch my breath. I love to run as fast as I can. I'm very fast. Slow down, mother said. Catch your breath. Catch my breath. Where would I, where, where would, would it go? Where would it go, yeah. My mom. My mom said Grandpa Grandpa's under his breath. Maybe my breath in is in there. Did Grandpa steal the breath? No. Uh, yeah. Okay. Keep going. My brother tells me I have a dog breath. Yeah. Maybe my dog is in Toto's mouth. Did the dog steal the breath? No? Oh, okay. There is. There, there it is. Yeah. There it is. I guess my breath does like to be sticky. So the breath is hanging around with the pig, and maybe the breath don't like the smell that, right? Well, we don't like stinking breath. No, brush your teeth is right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, let's keep, keep going. Wait, stop. I need a breath. Breath. Fresh. Fresh air. My breath is swimming in the sea. It's waiting. Waiting. Bait with breath. with bait with bait breath. About it be nibbled. Splash. I. So he jumped in the water trying to catch his breath. So splash. Splash. Right? Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh no, I can't hold it. I can't hold my breath underwater. This is an emergency. Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, I have heard. Um, I can buy these breaths at a Mercy. I'll never be uh, able able to catch my breath. So he's sad because he couldn't catch his breath, right? Yeah. All right. And he caught it. And then what did he say? I'll never lose my breath again. I'll never lose my breath again. And then someone comes snatching his breath, right? And then the next one says, "Poor." The only hope says for the ones only take who takes takes my breath anyway. Away, yeah. My mother catched Leo and Luke. Leo and Luke. Thank you. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So it's a good it's a good story. Uh, we have a little kid who was trying to catch his breath. And I think many of us yes. may feel like that this morning um, as we experience all that is happening in the world in this week. But we need to just take a moment and just really catch our breath 
Um, I know sometimes it feels like our breath eludes us, right? Uh, to where we can't take that moment uh, to just sit back, relax, take a deep breath and really um, think about the moment and what's going on. But this morning we caught our breath, right? Yeah. And Pastor Allen's gonna speak to us a bit further about how we can take a moment and remember to breathe to catch our breath, amen? You gonna pray for us this morning? You wanna pray for us? You gonna pray for us? You gonna pray? Yeah? Okay, hands together. You ready? All right. <laughs> Thank y'all. <laughs> Is it on me? Yes. Thank okay. You, Minister Allen. Yeah, we, we all need some jello right now. Give me some jello. Give me all the sweet things. <laughs> Good morning. I'm, I'm really grateful to be here with you all. And thank you, Pastor Henra and Pastor Darcy for the invitation. It's good to be back home uh, at my home church and, and to be with you. Um, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down and there we wept when we remembered Zion. On the willows there we hung our harps, for there our captors asked us for songs and our tormentors asked for mirth saying, sing us one of the songs of Zion. How could we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand wither. Let my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth if I do not remember you. If I do not set Jerusalem above my highest joy. The 137th Psalm paints a deeply depressing picture of what was happening at the time the prophet Ezekiel received the vision from God that Miles read in our scripture hearing today. You've probably heard this story before about dry bones. Recall that the Babylonians had captured the Israelites and Ezekiel was among that number sitting at the banks of the rivers in Babylon in frustration, anger, and desperation when he was overcome by the spirit. Imagine being a slave, a captive to your enemies and God shows up and gives you prophetic vision that would be hopeful or inspiring, we think. But God came to Ezekiel in a vision about dead bodies, bones specifically, mounds upon mounds of bones piled all around Ezekiel. How is this hopeful or inspiring for a man who is literally living 
in slavery. Ezekiel was already tired and weepy, angry, depressed, exhausted, seeing dead bodies in a vision from God doesn't really make things better. I wonder if, if we can put the scripture back up on, this, uh, on the screen, uh, if anyone has that for a moment, or even in the chat, or if you have uh, your Bible or access to the Bible with you, Ezekiel 37. God cuts to the chase. In the middle of this strange and deeply problematic vision, human one, God says, can these bones live? And when Ezekiel points the question back to God, God gives Ezekiel a prophecy. Tell the bones, God says, you will live again. When I put breath in you and you come to life, you will know that I am God. It's interesting that God put the dry bones back together in the bodies of these dead people, but not the breath. In fact, if you read closely, God tells Ezekiel in this vision to prophesy specifically over the breath. God does not actually breathe into the bodies. God calls the air and wind from all corners of the earth to breathe into the lifeless bodies and let them live. So it's not God breathing into them but God's power, the spirit breathing into these dead bodies. And this is the breath they've always known. The breath that first gave them life. And when God sends the breath, they remember. They not only remember their breath and the act of breathing, but they remember that God is in the breath. Again, when I put breath in you and you come to life, you will know that I am God. Don't miss this. Even with skin and flesh and bones, these dead bodies weren't alive until the moment the breath entered them. And when the breath came into their bodies, they knew it was God because they recognized their breath. So I'm gonna move past, that's all the exegesis I have. I'm gonna move forward into this series, which is about self-care. And I wanna talk about what this text means for us in terms of embodying radical self-care and this spiritual practice of remembering our breath. We're in this season after Pentecost, after God's spirit had been poured out on the people and they heard the sound like the sound of a mighty rushing wind. We often call this ordinary time, but I have learned that there is nothing ordinary about ordinary time. In fact, it's when things seem mundane or routine or even boring to us that God's spirit shows up and changes things and shakes things up in the scriptures and in our very lives. And you and I both know that outside of the, outside of the lectionary and the liturgical calendar, 
this is not an ordinary time. I recently read a tweet that said 2020 has been a hell of a decade. And I said, yep, facts. <laughs> so back at the end of 2018, December of 2018, if you can take your mind back to that decade, astrologers forecasted that because of the Saturn and Pluto conjunction, meaning the meeting of those planets happening in January of this year, that this would be an unforgettable year, the world would literally be turned upside down. And just to give you a point of reference, the last time a Saturn and Pluto conjunction happened was in 1982, 1983. Ronald Reagan was the president and this country went into a deep, deep recession. It also happened back in 1914, World War I, and in 1939, which was the beginnings of World War II. I love astrology. I am astrology fanatic, if you did not know. But let me paint the picture for you because you don't need to know or understand astrology to know how upside down this season of life has been. And we cannot brush past it. Even in the most painful moments, we have to be aware, critically aware of the way God is moving and shifting things in and around us through God's spirit. Maybe like me, you have felt the impact of this pandemic and feelings of loneliness and isolation, even when you have folks to talk to. Maybe you have had a family member or a friend become ill with COVID-19 or even pass away. Maybe you lost your job and you're hustling or you're looking work in an industry that you have no skill set for or never thought you'd work in before. Perhaps you're stressed to the max trying to figure out how you're going to work and manage some semblance of a schedule or routine when your kids are at home all the time, all the time. Maybe you've been eating more or eating less. Maybe you've been taking in more vices than you'd publicly admit. And you don't have to say any of those things out loud because you know. But just know that for all of us, this season of life has upended everything we know as normal. And for black folks, this year has been especially painful. If we're not dying from COVID-19, we're dying from police violence and white vigilantes, or we're protesting the folks that have died victims of state violence, or we're watching our heroes and legends die. And the trauma is very heavy. How can we, as justice-seeking people of God, remember our breath when so many people are working to take it away? The practice of remembering our breath then becomes vital, not only for our physical health, but our spiritual, mental, and emotional well-being. 
Zen master Thich Nhat Hanh, who I love, says that remembering our breath is like going home, back to our true home. For me, it's like breathing for the first time all over again when I remember my breath. It's committing ourselves individually and collectively back to God, reuniting and reconnecting with the divine in us, the one who gave us breath through the spirit. And it is reconciling ourselves to each other. I believe that when Pentecost came, the only reason the apostles were filled and able to speak in and understand different tongues and languages is because they were filled with the same spirit, that same breath. They all heard one sound like a mighty rushing wind and it was that spirit which gave them power. But only when they heard it and received it together could they move and speak in all those different languages so too can we be reconciled to one another as church, as ecclesia, if we remember our breath. So too, like those dead dry bones, can we find new life again. God has the power to call breath into us through the Holy Spirit, spirit, the word in Hebrew, ruach, ruach, I love saying that. It means spirit, but it also means wind, breath. That ruach was the breath and wind that God used in Ezekiel 37 to call forth God's power. And God does it throughout scripture. How many more ways then, I wonder, can God shake up the dry bones in our lives and call us to remember, to come back to our breath, back to spirit and power and love, back to our true selves? So I'm gonna leave it there for now and um, Pastor Henry, Henry, Pastor Darcy, if it's okay, I would love to use this big room uh, for our exercise. Um, and I would like to ask that each of you just take a moment, just a moment, and think about one way that you sense God is calling you to remember your breath. Not anybody else, not Park Avenue as a church, you. One way that you feel and you sense in your bones, God is calling you back to your breath, to your true home. To spend a moment thinking about that and then uh, if we can start sharing that here and now, whether you unmute yourself and say it out loud or type it in the chat box, 
But I want us to do that. And, and then I want us to pray and prophesy over each other. That we would be remembering how to come back to our breath. Whatever that thing is, that one thing that you know God is calling you back to your breath in this particular way. Say that out loud or type it in the chat. And we're gonna pray and prophesy over one another that God would give us the courage and the wisdom to put that, that calling, that spiritual practice to work in our lives. Pastor Darcy and, and Henra, I don't know if you all want to uh, moderate that, but I would love it if we could share. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and I was just texting um, to put something in the chat, but I've been thinking a lot this week. Um, and for me, um, I think my breath and, and going back is related to uh, my work with the youth um, and, and trying to push uh, Park Ave into connecting with those youth in our community who need help, um, who need inspiration, who need hope, and may not be getting that in the space that they are um, currently in. So. I feel like Park Avenue's breath is something that we used to um, do a lot um, of and COVID has, um, you know, interrupted all of that and, and finances and things in the past. But I think we're in a space now where we can go back, catch that breath of giving life to young people um, and, and, and just, just feeding into them. So uh, for me, um, just personally, um, I'm on a path and I'm hoping Park Ave is joining in, Pastor Darcy and I of connecting back with um, our young people um, and, and giving them life, giving them breath. Um, and I think in turn, that'll, that'll give Park Ave a little bit more, give us breath as well in connecting with the community. Henry, I feel super inspired by your call and, and following and, and following in that. I think for me, the coming back is a coming back to, and I hope this comes out in the community in, in such beautiful ways as Pastor Henra has described. This is more about God, God calling me back into a radical identity of just upending the system. And I've been thinking a lot about things I used to think quite a bit about. I'm a Gen Xer. I'm from the no logo generation, uh, Naomi Klein, and upending huge systems of capitalism, thinking about economies that are designed to dehumanize. And so that to me is a coming home to a radical call that God had placed in me years ago. And then I thought, honestly, I had to check at the door um, to be in. Christian community, right? But now I see these paradigm shifts in the world and God is calling me back to breath in, um, in remembering that part about me. And, um, and also even just breathing in a practice that I'm starting, which is learning how to sing. I was thinking about you, Pastor or Mr. Leah, um, when it's like, these practices, these self-care practices, and how connected breath is with being able to praise God through song. And um, and no pressure, but Minister Leah is an amazing singer. Um, 
And so that practice is just for me, but um, I love it. And I feel like God's calling me back there. Who else wants to share? Um, there's some stuff in the chat that I want to, so Nikki Roberts, utilizing the arts and spiritual gifts within the arts to amplify justice for black and brown people and to contribute to the unfinished work of my ancestors. And Renetta <clears throat> Hobson, teaching black folks and children how to breathe all day, every day reminds me and brings me back to my breath. Marthame, as a teacher, remember breath makes me remember the wholeness of my students and the emotional and physical and spiritual needs they have and how those can be as slash more important than the context of class. That's actually Elizabeth, not Marthame. I was, I was thinking, I was like, Marthame's not a teacher. <laughs> I actually have a tattoo, uh, the word home, and it's actually over my lungs. And so when we were talking about coming home, our breath that that really like made me think about that and for me the tattoo i mean it happens to be over my heart but that's not why it says homeless where the heart is but it's actually like as cheesy as that sounds it's actually true for me it's um a reminder that i navigate the world from this space that home is not an external place and the fact that like i haven't you know my parents don't live in the house i was born in and you know so that idea of home has always been very transient for me um and i've traveled most of my life and i'm still doing that but the idea of home is here and I navigate the world from all the experiences, all the people that I've met, all the good and bad things that have happened to me. Um, and this is my home island, and I navigate the waters of the world from here. I, I can uh, step up, step in to the vulnerability. Um, I've only done this entering down practice twice. Um, because the first time, this is what I drew, it says discomfort. That's what my body told me. And then today they told me disconnect, which is really uncomfortable. And I've actually been avoiding breath recently because taking deep breaths has been too painful because increasingly living in my body has been a very um, painful experience. So being told to remember to breathe is really hard pill to swallow today because I don't really want to because it hurts. Um, but I know that when I do, I'm listening to my body and I'm giving them space to speak. I just, it's been really hard to do that the past two or three weeks. So that's what came up for me today. See you. See you. As Deacon Nikki said, we're holding space with you. Thanks. Is anybody else having that experience of being wary of coming back to your breath? Minister Leah. Yeah. Yeah. And COVID is a is a lung disease, right? Yeah. I think I think um, anxiety and its dominance in this moment affects breathing. 
And so I have dealt with uh, anxiety issues. So coming back to my natural breath isn't a good thing because it's, it's, it's rapid. It's, it's, it's jagged. It's, it's, um, it, it causes, its cadence causes other things in my body to respond in an alert mode. And so um, my spiritual breath, which for me is my spiritual relationship with God and the, the knowing and the acceptance and the grace in the Lord that begins to calm me and, and give me confidence in whatever situation I'm in and whatever I'm confronting or whatever's confronting me and whatever I began to imagine and then begin beginning to transcend that natural anxious imagination with that jagged breath to the spiritual knowledge of what is good, what is right, right? You know, whose report will you believe? Those types of centering um, um, biblically centered, but, but mostly spiritually centered messaging for me. My spiritual breath takes over and gives me calm. And that, that's a practice though. And it, I'm 45 <laughs> years old and, and I, I'm probably today years old when I did it decently. So I, I don't want to name that this, 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 this natural to spiritual shift um, in the way we respond with our breath is easy because for me it is not and it has not been and I could only imagine in my humanness it, it's not easy for most humans um, I'll make that generalization but I just wanted to share that that sometimes our natural breath, breath it's almost like sometimes using language you know as a faith-based social justice advocate using language like restoration is, 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 is anxious for some people um, who've, who've never been in a whole state you know, and so it's with this mindfulness that we consider um, all of the things that go into making development, development, that we're all at different stages in what that language represents for some people, right? Um, right? Centering at home or being homeschooled or sheltering in place is not always healthy and positive messaging um, for many, right? It, it, it's anxious for some. So for me, breath, my natural, default, anxious me, uh, skittish, uh, awkward me, you know, it's not at all well unless I'm centered um, and, and I have to do a lot of practice. So I just want to put that out there and share it in my honesty and truth because it's been hard and it's affected a lot of things in my life, across my life, because doing the work and being directly impacted um, I, my God, the tensions and it, I, that, that's another thing, but I just want to share and, 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 and be in solidarity with Liz and any others who, who don't find it comfortable to be in your own because your own is still unsettled and it's okay, you know, but where it is settled, I can say confidently is in the spiritual realm. That's settled. That's complete. That's done. So, so, so let's connect where it's done and where it's easy, because that's where it's light. Okay, I'm done. Robert. <laughs> Thank you for that, Nikki. I mean, your words are inspiring. Uh, acknowledging that. Anyone else? 
Pastor Allen. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> you say that often. I say that it's particularly in, in black church context. It's just the one word, wow. <laughs> you might stand up and rock when you say it. I have uh, in my office here, I have sticky notes abound with things that have been left in the comments, uh, things that have been shared right here. And, uh, and I sense there are things on the other platforms where this is streaming as well. Um, before we began, Pastor Darcy and I were talking about something that makes me very uncomfortable. Uh, but it reminds me that I'm doing the work I'm supposed to be doing. And that is that, that moment or moments when the scripture and the text and the message that I feel called to share is speaking directly to me before it speaks to anybody else. That I am convicted before I can even try to share and to preach and to encourage someone else who may listen or read those, those words. Um, and that's uncomfortable for me um, because it reminds me of how very real the spirit of God is. And so I talked about being in this time after, after Pentecost for a reason, because I know that sometimes uh, talking about spirit, breath, wind, and, and having these really honest and vulnerable moments and realizing that the spirit is working in us even right now, even using that kind of language can be, uh, can throw some people off. It can cause some people to be uncomfortable. You know, I grew up Baptist, but I love a Pentecostal shout. Hiya, I love it. I love to watch folks speak in tongue and run all around the room and roll on the floor. And then I love to sit in quiet contemplation. Just me, just me, wherever I am. And feel in all of those ways, the very real presence, the spirit of God moving and breathing. And, and I want to, to come back to just one point before I uh, ask that we would all pray in our own ways over these sacred uh, things that have been shared in this space. Um, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic where Pastor Darcy, you, you, you knew where I was going, Spirit was speaking to you. Coronavirus, impacts our respiratory system. The very physical uh, system that we need, right? To stay alive every moment of every day. And we, to protect ourselves and to protect each other as divine beings, we have to cover our mouths and our noses. And so already our breathing, our natural, Physical breathing, as Nikki talked about, Deacon Nikki, is changed. Completely unnatural, completely uncomfortable, completely different from anything we've experienced, most of us, before. If you 
struggle with chronic illness or have been sick, you know what I'm talking about. But for this to be the state in which we live and allow others to live by protecting our own breath. And I think about my grandmother diagnosed with COVID-19 in a nursing home whom I haven't seen for months because we're not allowed to visit. I think about the anxiety that rose up in me and a time where I've never struggled with anxiety, but these sharp pains kept coming into my chest weeks ago and I could not understand why it was happening, but it was making it hard for me to physically breathe. I think about my black kin, black, brown, indigenous kin, siblings, some names that I know and don't know, but all family whose breath has been taken away. And so you all really in your own words have already done the work of prophesying, but I just wanna seal it right now. And, and I ask you to join me in the way that is comfortable for you. Let us pray and prophesy over one another. Right now where you are, you don't have to unmute, but speak over these dry bones. God, we are certainly in a season of dry bones. Some of us are looking from afar and some of us are like Ezekiel sitting right in the valley. For some of us breathing comes naturally the rhythm of breath. For others, we have struggled and continue to struggle to find comfort in this thing that is supposed to regulate us, to recalibrate us. So God, right now I ask that we would receive the only breath that can carry us through these moments of being in a valley of dry bones. And that is the spirit of God. Come Holy Spirit. Oh yes, come now, even now Holy Spirit. For every individual and family that is watching or listening to this. Pour out your spirit. We prophesy now to the wind, to the air from all corners of the earth. Come Holy Spirit. Give us life again. Give us hope again. Give us energy and vitality and courage and determination. Renew us, refresh us, reconcile us, revive us, revive us. It is your breath in our very lungs, God. Fill us up. You know where we need it, God. Fill us up. 
Come, Holy Spirit. Give life. Set us free. Break chains. Not just on the surface, not just the skin and the flesh and the bones, but pour into us breath. We can't do it without you, Holy Spirit. This is, this is a collaborative thing. This is a joining together, God. So come, Holy Spirit, come. You're welcome. Help us to remember our breath. Because it's in you that we live and move and have our being. Come, Holy Spirit. Call us back. Call us home. Amen. Ashe. Thank you for listening to the Park Avenue Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to worship with us in person, our services are on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m.-ish. We are at 486 Park Ave in Southeast Atlanta, across the street from Grant Park, at the corner of Park Ave and Sydney Street. To find out more about us or get in touch, visit our website at parkavebaptist.com. Now go into a world that is too often unjust. Knowing that the God that created you loves you. And empowers you to love boldly, live inclusively, and serve creatively. Creatively.